Welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast, Season 3. My name is Mike. Or Wheezy. Wheezy. And you are? Dude, I'm Slam Jamarama. Slam Jamarama, Slammy B on the drums. We are two-fifths of the Wet Bandits, the greatest 90s cover band in the east side of Columbus, Ohio suburbs. <laughs> and yep. also the world. The- the universe yeah dude. we cover 90s and on this podcast we cover 90s discographies we are in the depths we are knee deep in red hot chili peppers right now we are getting to the beef of their catalog like if we were in quicksand like what part of if we were in quicksand it is now the time where like like to like to put up or shut up like, like you either fight, you either panic and die uh-huh. or you calm the f down and you're like okay what did i learn about quicksand back when i was a kid and quicksand was one of the like top five most dangerous things you had to worry about yeah you know i know that's a john mulaney joke but it is it's funny because it's true like when you were little like Mom, quicksand I, was like a serious concern well am i going to see quicksand at the beach right you exactly know? um so do you know what you do in quicksand do you get like a log yeah well what if there's no log nearby then what do you do then don't do you like try to lift your waist out and try to lay down or something yeah i think you're supposed to lay flat like try to lie flat yeah it's like counterintuitive what you do uh-huh. you're supposed to like float on it i think yeah so yeah man like that that's where we are we're at the point of death <laughs> panic death or just pull your hips out and lie down uh-huh. and just let the let it overtake you or not i guess good metaphor way to start off <laughs> i like i like where this is headed we um don't forget while we're thinking about it okay it. don't forget to subscribe most important of all subscribe we're, no, we're gonna go through this quick subscribe and then rate five stars only duh then review if you like we'll read it sometime not this time because we're having a lot of problem with the youtubes every recording <clears throat> we've been filming and it was all working fine and then the last two episodes have had horrible noise problems hmm. and we have bad sync problems with going from the audio and like attaching it to the video so we we don't have anything right now and i don't know how to fix it but we read a great a great five-star review that i did for north shore adult types last week that i don't know if anybody will ever see yeah um so we're not going to do anything i'm not going to read any hilarious reviews right now because we don't i've i've tried another fix hopefully it's going to work this time this is a professional podcast don't ever forget that uh hashtag get us a producer and uh yeah so that's where we are right now um you went to see black keys last night dude was good dude yeah um where do they rank for you right now like for bands that are out right now that's so stupid and hard to ask like weezer is technically out right now but i don't consider weezer like even though i love them they're not like a current band are black keys even old they're like an old band now right uh, I think the guys in it are like 40. I don't even mean their ages. I mean, uh, like, are kids in middle school, like, jamming to Black Keys? Maybe. Or are they too old? Um, they started in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I think they've they've had a lot of records. Yeah. I feel like it's really hard to... They're kind of like an underground band, too. Yeah. Like, 2000... Like, whenever El Camino came out, I think that was like 2000... I don't even yeah. know. A lot of... Uh, kids you know we were all kids a lot of you know when you find the most formative music and you kind of like what attaches to you for the rest of your life and that you're a fan of a lot of it you find when you're in like middle school yeah late elementary school middle school and then you kind of grow that catalog through high school and then 
I think a lot of people just kind of stick with that. I know I did. Like, no, there's earlier stuff I like too, but I don't consider that quite as formative. Like, those are like branches of my mm-hmm. musical taste or whatever. Um, but now with the reemergence of vinyl and like retro things and like nostalgia, I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Like, I love the Wet Bandits, and I we are nostalgia driven because mm-hmm. we're a '90s cover band, but. Uh, there are other aspects of the nostalgia culture that I'm not a huge fan of. Like the fact that all film is based on like current properties. Like, oh, yeah. like big movies are all stuff that's already been done before. Yeah. Like that's kind of lame. And I wonder if that bleeds into music at all. Where like kids now, especially because albums aren't great of Van Fleet. Yeah. But are, are they like our middle? I'm, it's possible they are. I just don't like have this sense that like a lot of middle school kids are like Greta Van Fleet. Oh. I mean, even Greta Van Fleet are kind of like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think they even pretend that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know that that's that interesting of a conversation. To have. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it, cause it is going to be what it is, but I, I do wonder who, like, who middle schoolers love. That was, when I was teaching high school, that was the most depressing thing, was when I said, when I talked about Nirvana at one point, and, like, kids didn't know who they were. That is depressing, dude. Dude, a there's a nerd. The boo Dude, there's a Nirvana tribute band playing at Woodlands. I would have laughed there, but I was <laughs> deliciously, this decadent Mick Ultra was, it was good? going down so easy. A Nirvana cover band at Woodlands? Yeah, it's when? Like smells like Nirvana. What a terrible name. I mean, I don't think they're taking themselves seriously. Oh, okay. They're not? Uh, well, like, they sounded kind of good. Oh, you've seen them? No. I mean, I just, like, saw an ad on Facebook. When do they play there? I don't know. I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'll go. Um, you know who I am going to see there? This is kind of embarrassing. Who? Uh, Tim Reynolds. Do you uh, know who that is? Ooh. He, I think, I mean, he's famous, but not as famous maybe as he could be. He, I think he's most famous for pairing with Dave Matthews and doing a lot of like duo shows with oh. Dave Matthews. That when I was in 1999, the year I graduated from high school, they released Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live at Luther college, which is something like all my friends listen to. And I, I am not into a Dave into Dave Matthews at all, mm-hmm. but I've heard that album enough. And Tim Reynolds is enough of a badass. Like the dude is like, he's sweet. Yeah. Um, that I actually bought that album like two days ago. I now own Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds at live at Luther college, which is embarrassing a little bit. And I think I'm going to go see Tim Reynolds at Woodlands. Is he good? Dude, he's awesome. He's really good. And it, it gives me a little bit of a, like people who hear like, Oh, you're going to see Tim Reynolds. If they know who Tim Reynolds is, they probably know him from Dave Matthews, which that's true of me too. But I'm not going because of the association with Dave Matthews. Yeah. I'm going because I've seen this guy like is a badass. Is this a perfect segue to talk about Kyle Gass? Mm, it is now. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Kyle Gass. Dude, are you going to go to that show? Yeah. So Kyle Gass and what's his band's name now? It's not Trainwreck. No. It's like Company. Kyle so, Gass and yeah. the Company or something. They're playing at the basement, which is kind of a fun venue. If you see the right band there, it's yeah. a fun venue. Like Kyle Gass. Yeah. That'll be fun. I don't think it'll be that busy. You're not worried that it'll sell out, but you kind of like talk to, you know, maybe it'll sell. I don't think it will. I, yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, the Tenacious D. Will they play the Tenacious D songs, you think? Maybe. Dude, do I you doubt think it. Th- in the album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I. It would be cool if they did. Yeah. I'd be into it. Uh, obviously, because I love the D, but I, oh, man. That would be a real test of how much I love Kyle. Cause I always, I think I love Kyle more than Jack Black, mm. but I think I love how Kyle plays off Jack Black. I don't yeah. know that I love, he, like, he knows where he's like mm-hmm. his position. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I love Kyle Gass, the leading man, <laughs> you know, but I, I guess I need to go and find out. Yeah. Me. Um, the segue I was actually going to make, it's funny. 
Um, I, t- I think I told you I reached out to the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band for oh, yeah. the OFEA trade show, which, by the way, the Wet Bandits will officially be a part of the showcase at the uh-huh. Ohio Festivals and Events Association trade show. Uh, that's probably not that interesting to listeners, but it is a fucking fun thing to do. Now, we are playing second to last on Saturday night. That's good, right? Um, I think it is the... Th- if you d- were to divide the two nights into quarters, mm-hmm. Friday early, Friday late, Saturday early, Saturday late, I think it's the third worst. Oh. Um, no, no, no. Third best. Second worst. Yeah. <laughs> so that's even worse. Um, I think both Friday's days are better. Oh. And the reason I think that, I think the second, the late gig on Friday is the best. Because people are like, have that hotel that's what they're there to do on friday night they're there to see the showcase and pick their bands and they you're fresh in their mind when it's over Uh and they come out in the hallway and they meet you sat we played two years ago we played saturday we saw what happened on friday like friday people were so psyched about the bands and then saturday they held like a silent auction after the showcase and it was like an hour and a half long damn and uh and nobody was, everybody was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Everybody got hammered drunk the night before. All these old people are hungover and, and they didn't really want to hire bands that night. We did get a couple gigs out of it though. Yeah. So, um, but I also, we were early on Saturday the first time, mm-hmm. at least this time we'll be like second to last. Yeah. Fresh in their mind. They'll probably be exhausted, but I do think, cause we went to the showcase last year. I don't think Oh no, but we didn't stay for the second night of the showcase. We don't know if they did that silent auction again. The reason I know that we didn't stay is because I was driving home last time. Do you remember what happened? The clutch went out on my car and I got stranded in Sandusky. My dad and my brother-in-law had to come get me in Sandusky. I got my car towed like two miles to some like body shop or whatever. Uh And then my brother-in-law came with like a, not like a tow truck, but like a, yeah, like a, like a truck, but we pushed it up on ramps oh. and my car could not, the clutch was so gone that like it wouldn't catch at all. We had to literally like rev it as fast as it would go and then push it up. Uh, really? Yeah. It was Damn. pretty crazy. And it was night and raining yeah. and it was sucked. Sucked more for them than it did for me uh-huh. though. I didn't have to drive out and pick somebody up who did that. But anyway, the reason I know that was on Saturday is because I was listening to the Ohio State Maryland game on the radio, right. so we couldn't have stayed that night. Anyway, got hammered drunk on that Friday though. That's what Am I, I right? That's what dude, I dude. You were there. Oh yeah. Remember, we went and we would bounce from table like across the two stages. Uh huh. Not the two stages, but the two sides of the room to the bar, so that we could head to the bar, so that we could watch. For those of you who aren't are having trouble visualizing this, there's two big stages, and you're in this basically like giant. It's it's bigger than a ballroom. What would you? It's a conference room. Yeah. But it's huge. It's a huge hall, and so like the stages are both at one against one wall, but the room is so big that if you really want to watch the bands, you have to like move your seat. Mm-hmm. So we would move from yeah. one the north side of the room to the south side for the next band. And got hammered drunk. Now, the first year, I got even drunker. That's what I heard. Yeah, they're like throwing up on a garbage can because I thought it was an open garbage can, but it's actually the cover of a garbage can. I just threw up on top of it. That was a highlight. So anyway, that trade show is fun. So we're playing there. And it, whoa, what a tangent. What a sidebar to get to. Last year, at this showcase, we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band. Right. And... I, their their name is Under the Bridge, uh-huh. which I dude I'm gonna tag them on a post. Oh, I invited them to be on this. That's what you way. said. Yeah, I said I would pay. We would pay them for their time and gas. Uh-huh. So what I mean by that is where are they from? Like Cleveland area. Oh. Um. So when I is that what do you think I mean? If I told you if you lived in Cleveland, and I was like I'll pay for your time and your gas. What do you think? Like, go pay for my time and my gas. Well, how much do you think that would be to come down to Columbus and record a podcast? How much do you think I'm paying you to come from Cleveland? 50 to 100. Really? 
Maybe that was the problem. Because I would have paid him more than that. Yeah. Because I think... I, I think I'd look at it like a gig for this person. Oh. I think I'd probably pay him like two fifty. Oh, really? Yeah, because it wouldn't be worth it to me to drive up to yeah. Cleveland well, for fifty including bucks. Including gas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'd pay him pretty decent, you know. And would it have been worth it? No. Uh-huh. It's not no guest. Well, okay, there are guests that are worth that much. Yeah. You know, Jerry Cantrell, come on the show. Yeah. Jack Black, come on the show. <laughs> Lars Ulrich, even, come on the show. Even Richard Patrick. Even Richard Patrick. <laughs> even hashtag Richard Patrick is worth two fifty. But uh, for someone on our level, there is no one worth two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, it would have been cool to talk to someone who is really deep, like l- eats, sleeps, breathes red hot chili peppers. And could offer a different perspective than we have. Yeah. Um, and I just never heard back. Now, maybe they're busy. I don't know. But mm. but anyway, what I was going to do, and I said I was going to tag him on Facebook. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, cause, and they might think the Wet Bandits is a shitty band name. And I'm not saying Red Hot Chili Peppers is a shitty band name. I don't think it is. Or I'm sorry. I'm not saying Under the Bridge is a shitty Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. cover band band name. But I feel like there could have been better, right? What were we just talking about? Oh, we were debating uh, cover band names for what kind of band? A Tenacious D cover band. Oh, yeah. And Young Nasty. Young men. Nasty. Yeah, Young Nasty Men is pretty good. Yeah, because that's like a deep, like... Yeah. Here's what I think, and I hope they'll chime in on Facebook. Here's what I think Under the Bridge was doing. Under the Bridge is a fine boring mm-hmm. name for a band it's like 20 matchbox cars like yeah you know yeah what I mean? yeah and and i think that i think that what they were doing was they know that everybody knows that song so it, yeah. it, it one you know it's going to garner attention just because it's obvious what they are before you even see anything about them and you don't really even have to be a red hot chili peppers fan to get it mm-hmm. which is probably smart so what I should say is it's not that that name is boring or bad. It's that it's, it's not as fun for a red hot chili peppers fan. Yeah. Right. When I was in high school, the first like cover band of high school kids that I saw was at a talent show at my high school and by, with a couple red hot chili peppers fanatics and their name, uh, not to, we're not going to get into the album yet. Well, even though we're, uh, almost 20 minutes in we haven't even started (laughs) but this is great um they were called the good time boys which i think is a cool name for a red hot chili peppers cover band what song is that related to good time boys oh that's the name of it what album is it that is uh mother's milk oh first song oh okay yeah that's a good one we're about to talk about it yeah (laughs) raring to go dude something about the red hot chili peppers like i like their music a lot but i don't know like any of the song names totally get it i totally there's like 20 songs and i know i know and some of them are like so nondescript yeah we'll we'll be talking about that later but i think that's a cool band name um i think if i were gonna name a red hot chili peppers cover band um actually this is probably not something i want to like think about and debate right now because i'm a thinker you know, I'm not mm-hmm. that quick on my feet. Dude, what about like true men don't kill coyotes? Yeah, that's a little long. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you count? You could do like T, like an acronym. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you're like. New kids on the NKOTV. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, well, it'll probably come to us as we go. Jungle, jungle. Oh, the Jungle Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. That's yeah. true. I do love the Jungle Men. Um, you you could even, like, me and my friends, you yeah. know? Yeah, that'd be good. Me and my friends, my friends, my friends, my friends, my friends. Me and my man, my man. One big, one big mob. Yeah. From One Hot Minute. Yeah. One, naming your band One Big Mob. One Big Mob. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We're not talking about that one uh-huh. yet. That's a good one. I like yeah. one big mob. Anyway, let's get to it. Um, the year is 1989. The date is August 16th. August 16th, 1989 was the release of Mother's Milk. Their last 80s album, their second with 
Michael Finkel and Beinhorn made that joke last podcast. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, number one song that day. We, we talked about it before. Ghostbusters. Oh. Somehow it was num. Uh, somehow it was number one. Then I wonder. I didn't look this up. I wonder. Is that if, opiate? Uh, I can't remember because I I leave space on this spreadsheet oh. and and I forget. Um, I, and I delete it. So like, I don't know when we talked about Ghostbusters before. Um, I wonder if it went to number one because Ghostbusters, it's because Ghostbusters Uh-oh. two came out. That was some quick thinking on my part. Ghost, Ghostbusters theme song was the number one song on that date in 1989 because of the release of Ghostbusters two. That's interesting. Want know, another hit song. Do just make another Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Uh, number one mainstream rock song, Crossfire by Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's good. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh-oh. Caught in the crossfire. It's a cool song. Yeah. Um, number one album, Batman soundtrack. Oh. All Prince. We've oh, talked really? a lot. Growing up, being born in 1981, I, you're not as aware of the things that are popular in the 80s. Uh-huh. Like, you, people can tell you Prince was huge in the 80s, it, but, and you don't really, like, you can know it. You can yeah. know it and accept it as fact, but it's hard to be, like, to understand it. Mm-hmm. But as we've gone through the Red Hot Chili Peppers albums and talked about number one songs and number one albums and whatever, Prince is all over the place. Yeah. We're t- always talking about Prince. So, uh, there it was. Number one album was uh, Batman's soundtrack. Um, and that gets us to the first. Oh, were you going to say something? No, dude. First track on Mother's Milk, uh, which was used to name that high school band in the talent show, Grandview Heights, 1996 or so. It's Good Time Boys. I let that one go for a little while. I really wanted to get to the chorus. Oh, yeah. And in our <laughs> older episodes, we used to play the music clips a little longer, and sometimes I like that better. Yeah. Even, you know, I like to, like, test the limits of copyright law. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a letter someday. Well, probably. Like, you probably. owe this band $10. Yeah, right, right. I'm willing to pay whatever yeah. we owe for the people who have listened to this. Um uh, I've said it three times, three episodes before, and I'll say it again. The Red Hot Chili Peppers know how to open an album. Yeah. This, this isn't the best song on there, but it's a very appropriate opener, uh-huh. and it's really good. Yeah. And plus with, like, I don't know how fans, if fans were aware of, like, two of the guys aren't there anymore. Yeah, you, know, you so led me like, right to it. We forgot to talk yeah. about it beforehand, but they made it one album with their original group like original being like who started the red hot chili peppers they didn't record an album together until their third which we talked about last week uplift mofo party plan Mm. hillel slovak dies of a heroin overdose and uh jack irons the drummer is so like distraught about it that he quits 
rumored to go into like a mental institution for mm. a long time. Like other band, uh, band members from other bands would reach out to him and he'd be like, do you know where I am right now? Like I am in no condition. Yeah. To, um, he did later join Pearl Jam, which, so we'll probably talk about that someday. But, uh, his time with Red Hot Chili Peppers is done after one album. Hello, Slovak is dead. Um, he, he had reportedly been clean for a long time and, uh, came back to LA mm-hmm. and, uh, and, um, you know, died. Apparently was dead for like a few days before, oh. uh, before he was found. Um, which I only bring up to say, like, it, it seems appropriate. I'm not trying to teach anybody anything, but it completely makes sense for somebody who is clean. You know, you're, um, Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. Because when you get clean and you start, your body does when you take drugs, like you learn to resist it, uh-huh. especially if you do it in the same place. Like when you do, if you do drugs in your house, it, every time you do it, it takes a little, I've never done this before, but I know this is true. Mm-hmm. Like over a long period of time, it gradually takes more and more of the same thing to get the same feeling out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're clean for a while, you come back home to the place you're familiar and you think you need that like same amount or what, you know, uh-huh. and like it kills you cause your yeah. body was not prepared for it. Right. Um, so I don't want to be like, Oh, you should have seen it coming. But like, that's the, that's in fact, that's why it's more understandable yeah. almost is uh-huh. like, you know, he didn't realize that he couldn't handle that anymore. Probably. Um, that's all speculation, but you know, when I had less understanding of how that thing can happen, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, I was more likely to brush it off. What an idiot. Oh yeah. You know, like what an, what a stupid music, like threw that all away. And on some level he did. Yeah. Like he threw it away, but like, you know, you can understand it a little more, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about that. Really what I, um, the more important point where we are now is that now you enter two new band members, Chad Smith, who's kind of like unceremoniously brought in, um, in that there's not much of a story to it. He just auditions and he gets the job and yeah, fucking he was rules. living in Detroit. Oh yeah. Yeah. How did he, uh, do you know anything? I think like his brother was in California and then oh. some, he was like working as like a, a writer for like a rock magazine. And I guess like heard the chili peppers needed a drummer and Chad Smith was like, well, they got a f- record deal, man. He was like at that time, Detroit was like the music scene was like badass. Yeah. So right. He was like cutting his teeth on like, He's, I think he was like making a living off playing music like five to six nights a week or something right. like that, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. even seven, I don't know. So then he just kind of flo- flies the California and joins the Gets Chili that job. Yeah. That's cool. For Shanti, who becomes the guitar player, um, he was just a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan who like loved them and sort of idolized Slovak. Oh really? And modeled his playing after him, uh-huh. and that really is apparent because Good Time Boys. You, I'm not sure a trained, an untrained ear, and maybe a lot of trained ears could really tell the difference. Yeah, the guitar tones are very similar. The styles are super similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Frusciante is a little more like Hendrix influenced, even though Hillel Slovak was a Hendrix fan. Hillel Slovak is a little less, I would say. I think he's less technical. I was going to say that. And then I started to back off a little bit. Uh, he is, I think not as good yeah, as Frusciante like, is regarding like technique. But I think Frusciante is also somehow a little more creative. He does. Let me put it a different way. He does more unique things. Y- right. Yeah. Like and, Slovak was good at, had his own sound which is another form of like another way to be unique he had his own sound and he used lots of cool effects Mm -hmm. but for shanti does things you don't expect yeah which i'd like i think uh in this album it's just he's just kind of all over the place like with the you know like with the i don't know but i'm trying not to interrupt you as much remember dude with all the gas interrupt me dude no, no, no. I don't want to. I want you to get your full point out. So, yeah, so he joins the band, and it, it's pretty seamless. The unique thing, or the, at this point, 
the chili peppers have been at it a while Frushanti's still 18 or 19 he's 10 years younger than everybody else oh damn i didn't know that i didn't know that either but he is damn um so but you know he certainly belongs yeah. he definitely sounds like a member of the band so anyway good time boys is the first song on the album uh and that brings us to the next one i would say the best chili peppers cover there is i might be able to make a case for myself that it's the best cover period yeah song yeah dude it's good one of the coolest that that little chorus there at the end uh, that sounds real full with all the voices mm -hmm. they just invited a bunch of their friends in to like sing oh, the cool. chorus with them yeah i think partly because the whole thing was kind of depressing you know in the wake of losing two band band members oh, they like yeah. needed to pick me up so they invited some friends to do that chorus um i mean it's like an understatement to say i really do think it's possible that's the best cover I think it's, so. It's different enough yep. from the original, but still faithful to the original. Uh -huh. And it's different, faithful, and rules. Yeah. Th those are like yeah. my criteria, uh -huh. I think. Like, I actually like it better than the Stevie Wonder yeah. version, which is kind of like sacrilege because Stevie Wonder is a, a legend. I mean, yeah. that's trite too. <laughs> but like, I just like this one better. You know, there's so much cool stuff happening. Uh, I like the guitar effect. Me too. It would be easy for him to drag that guitar part too. And he's just like right on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sweet. Um, and I, I always remember seeing Anthony Kiedis on, uh, on MTV, like talking about how it came about that they did this song and, and that, in the book I was reading about these guys too, they, they mention it. So I know it must be, my memory just must be good on it. He, he, he would talk about it. Like Stevie wonder begged them to do it. Really? Because Stevie was on our, Stevie was begging us to do it uh, on our doorstep week after week, day after day. And we're him. like, no, Stevie, no, they're probably no we, we're never going to do your yeah. song, Stevie, but eventually we caved and <laughs> no, we're doing so, uh, obviously very tongue in cheek, but, um, but yeah, totally awesome. It, totally. it is good. Um, so then you, you get to a couple other songs. Do you, do you remember Subway to Venus? Yeah, I like that one. You like this one? I said that in such an accusing way. <laughs> <laughs> you like this one? Here's Subway to Venus, which I like better and better the more I listen to uh -huh. it. Here's here's my thing. I didn't mean to cut the volume out totally. I'm I'm kind of over horns. Yeah. In Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff, like they've gone full metal to me, and I'm a little over the horns. Uh huh. Yeah. 
it's still pretty good though yeah i like it yeah um anything else about it you want to no. i don't have anything Just really like to say a about good it jam. this is like i really enjoy listening to this but we've alluded to this earlier too how the red hot chili peppers for me come to a point where like it's hard to get through a whole album oh yeah and even though i like this one this you start i'm starting to see that here where it's like i'm just not like that into this song Uh maybe it's because there's too much going on and i'm just not digesting it all but like i could just i'm like over this one you know yeah it's not one of the stronger songs yeah um speaking of not strong songs the fourth song is magic johnson which is about the basketball player I mean, you pretty much just heard it. Yeah, I, a, I like this part. <laughs> yeah, like, it's funny. Uh-huh. The, this most shocking part of this song is that it makes it to almost three minutes. I know. Yeah. It's like a joke song. Uh-huh. Well, that's Make, who they are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that I would have set up the album this way with two really strong songs. And then Subway to Venus is fine, Uh but like for a third song on the album, for me, it falls a little short. And then a joke song for a friend of mine from high school used to say that he felt like every band put their best song forth, Yeah, which like, obviously there's no science to that. But when you think about all the albums you have and you're like, usually four, pretty strong like name an album never mind breed Uh you know four um pearl jam 10 uh fourth song is oop what is the fourth song on 10 goes once even flow alive jeremy why go which is a killer song yeah so uh, it took me a while to think of that one name Mm. another album that I would know. Dude, like um, all the Metallica ones. Yeah. Like the Four, Sanitarium. Um, yeah. Uh, Fade to Black, One, Unforgiven. And then it's like Until It... Is Unforgiven four? Yeah, yeah it is. And until It Sleeps is four. See? Like, but there's also um, one, the first song on a lot of Oh, records. obviously. Obviously, everybody yeah. starts... Usually, you're starting pretty strong. Yeah. But four... Is a nice little slot well, like, to be in. Like Inner Sandman and then the Stones, <clears throat> like Gimme Shelter is the first song Let It Bleed. Sym- Sympathy for the Devil is the first song on Beggar's yeah. Banquet. Brown Sugar is the first one on Sticky Fingers. We should uh, scientifically investigate this. Yeah. Like All right. Analytics. Analytics. Anyway, the outlier here is Magic Johnson, <laughs> number four on Mother's Milk. Not even close to top. Uh-huh. How many songs are there on here? Like a ton? I don't know. I again, dude, this sucks. Mother's Milk not available on CD easily, so yeah. I had to download this shit again. Dude, I, I don't it. have any liner notes. It sucks, but I don't. So I don't know how many tracks there are because I didn't count car. them. How many tracks are there? Dude, I think. Well, this the one I have has bonus. Yeah, yeah, I have the remastered one too. I don't know that close to thirteen. Yeah, there's a lot. Maybe not as many as Blood Sugar Sex Magic, yeah. which has 17 tracks. Holy tits. no, And no bonuses. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the next song, they get back into it with this weird song called, well, fittingly, Nobody Weird Like Me. Dude, I love this song. Wow, wow. Yeah, sounds like an alien. You think the people on YouTube like it when I text? <laughs> dude, yeah, dude. Oh, he's getting ready to text. I wonder dude, if he's so th- this song. Probably somebody famous. Dude, it's probably Richard Patrick, dude. 
What about this song? Dude, so this song, like, puts the stamp, like, Flea has, like, two other people that play with him now. They don't play, like, around him. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I like what you're saying. Like, they are all as technical as Flea. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, they, they couldn't do a song like that on the first. No, I agree. Especially, like, the drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah especially. <laughs> yeah. Because actually, there's elements of the guitar part. He's putting extra f- stank on it, a little uh-huh. extra paprika on the sandwich that is um, that you don't need, but yeah. it's good. You, a, a worse guitar player could dumb it down and still make it sound pretty cool. Because uh-huh. the guitar play, the guitar part is pretty tame compared to the drums and bass. Yeah, but like it, it needs to be. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that song is cool. So it's different. Is, like extended the limits of the band, you know, yep. so they're able to go more directions. Agreed. Um, then finally we get to another single. This is Knock Me Down. This is the song that the album became uh, My Daughter Approved. We were listening to this as I was folding laundry mm-hmm. and this song came on and she was jamming yeah. to it. song i think is cool as hell like yeah it's not that funky and it doesn't pretty soul rock that soulful. hard yeah but yeah. it is soulish soulful soulful um, full of soul yeah this is when my uh my wife was in there listening with me and she was like is this an old chili peppers album and i was like well yeah i guess i mean i don't know what what do you mean by old and uh I was like, it's like 1989. She's like, yeah, that's old. And then, and I was like, well, shut up. <laughs> but then one mm-hmm. one thing that really proves that this album and this song is old is they do an old school key change in it, which I love. Here it comes. Oh, this. Oh, I anticipated it too much. It's going to come after this. Here it comes. I like the bridge part in this song. Yeah. With that, like, lady sing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sexy, dude. <laughs> dude, what I love about that key change, besides the fact that nobody does key changes anymore, is that you can tell that it doesn't really sound like Anthony Kiedis singing. Oh, yeah. It sounds like there's more than just him. Uh-huh. But he can barely hit those notes. Uh-huh. Which I, and they don't try to hide that. Right. Which is so good. Yeah. I wish more bands would do that. I know. People um, are babies. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Next song is called Taste the Pain, which sounds very hardcore. It sounds like newer Chili Pepper, too.
This is another song that's just like cool. Yeah. This song is cool. It's good. Definitely one of the strong, stronger ones. Yeah, this was a single. Uh, the single's off it, by the way, if you were wondering. Good Time Boys, Higher Ground, Knock Me Down, Taste the Pain. Those were the singles off this. I don't think I missed one there. Um, obviously, Fire is a cover of a Jimi Hendrix yep. song. Um, so that's what people would know it. But um, the next song is called Stone Cold Bush. And I love this song, too. Oh, yeah. Banana. I like that little, like... Yeah, me too. And we sang it at the same time. That's probably going to end. If I can get this audio to work, that's going to be another Mike and Sam accidentally do the same thing at the same time cut for Instagram. Song's cool. Yeah. Again, the the only... Oh, this... Oh, this is This sounds like blood, sugar, sex, magic. That... Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Totally sweet. Um, next is a cover of Fire. Uh, we don't, pro- I don't, this, what's interesting about this is that I read it, this is a recording from when Slovak, when Hillel and Jack Irons are still in the band. Oh, this is uh, Jack Irons? Yes. Really? This is, yeah, this is the original lineup. Dude, you should watch this cover live, dude. Yeah? It's insane. Yeah? It's like twice as fast. It almost sounds This like, is pretty damn fast. It sounds like Chad Smith is like doing a double kick. Yeah? Like not even kidding. Is it good or is it too much? It might be too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like, if I was there, I was like, holy shit, these guys can play. Yeah, right. Um, no, this is not the greatest cover of all time. Yeah. You know, this is, this. in contrast to Higher Ground, you know, I said that it's, I, I want covers to be a little different and I want it to be, but still like, Pay homage, really appropriate homage to the original and rule. This one just does the homage part. Uh-huh. It's not that different. It's pretty close to the original, and it doesn't rule. It's Dude, just that, fine. The original, like you need that like sloppiness that's in it too. Yes, you know what I mean. Uh huh. Yeah. The next song, I love. This instrumental. Oh yeah, that's this sounds like new Chili Peppers too. Now we're gonna have to listen to this one for a little bit. You grab me a beer, bro? Yeah. Grab yourself one. Should we start trying to make lyrics for this? Listeners, hang tight for a little bit. You gotta hear this. Oh yeah, this. What? And that—that's Flea probably playing the trumpet. Oh yeah. What is happening? You mean to tell me Crazy Town went back in time and got in a studio jam sesh <laughs> with Red Hot Chili Peppers and put it in the middle of a John Frusciante flea jam? What is this? This, that song, that is Crazy Town's Butterfly. Oh, really? You know that song? No. Uh, have you heard it before? No. That's the one that's like, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. You know that song? No. You don't know it at all? So this is why I have you here. So that you can react to things like this. That... Don't even know, dude. I did not know that... I didn't know this song. I didn't own this Uh album. So I didn't know that song at all. And so I feel like a bit of a basic bitch for not knowing this already. Well, like, what you're saying is like they're throwing like... Because they throw in like Sweet Child of Mine and like... They ha- that happens later. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm kidding. This, they, they took this. 
Oh shit. It sounds almost the same. Oh, it's exactly the same. Is this 90s? Oh, obviously not. This is 2000. Oh. Um, so, oh my God, this is, this is when music started going in the toilet. Oh, so, so the chili peppers were the originators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's badass, man. One of them has to be like a chili pepper fan. Yeah, probably, but they're losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those yeah, guys. Screw crazy town. Um, so there's one note that's different. Um, in much the same way that like under pressure and Nothing ice ice pressure. baby are slightly different. Yeah. This there's one note that's different huh. in there. I'm not we won't go through the You uh, should. Mm, really? No. Okay. <laughs> um so I mean, I, what I read, I don't know if this is true, but I read that Frushanti and Flea went in and re-recorded it for that song. For the, like, recorded it oh, for Crazy Town. That's cool. Um, I don't know that that's true, but um, anyway, if you didn't know that, that, if your favorite song is Butterfly by Crazy <laughs> Town, you owe a lot to Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers. There's probably a lot of babies that were made to that song, like frat babies. Not fat babies. Frat. Frat babies. After that, song called Pretty Little Diddy is punk rock classic. Dude, this song reminds me of... Um Concrete Sledge by Pantera. I don't think I know that one. Not like I'm a big Pantera fan. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised I don't know. What album is that from? Oh, I don't even know. Is it song know. four on that album? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I think it's on... I'm not even going to pretend like I know. I don't think it's on Vulgar Display of Power. It might be on Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Look. You want me to look? Yeah, it's bothering me. What's the name of the song? Like Final Concrete Sledge or something. You have to talk while I look this up. Dude, uh, so the Black Keys, dude, they're like probably in my top seven bands. Of all time? Yeah. Primal. Primal. It's from yep. Cowboys from Hell, son. Dude, play it. Do I have do I have to? Dude, I want you to hear it. Oh, to hear how similar they are. Okay, that's that's a worthy cause. Is it? Yeah. Here we go, you guys. Maybe I'm just I'm terrified. This is apparently a live video. Well, it's just like, da, 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 da. I think it's like, we'll, we'll play it some other time. Kind of know what I mean? Every listener turned this off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. Yeah. I mean, there's punk roots in there yeah. or whatever. Oh my Vinnie God. Paul is such a badass dude. Is he? Yeah. I believe you. Dude, they were like obsessed with Van Halen too. Yeah, I know. And then Kiss. They were yeah. both buried in Kiss caskets. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, when you're looking for your Pantera trivia, come to the Wet Bandits <laughs> podcast. Dude, they're 90s. Yeah, they, I know. <laughs> I know. We don't claim them though. Um, dude, Walk would be like, if we just like... Spot. <laughs> I mean, if we just like started jamming out to that, people, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. People would hate that. People would leave. Well, like... There's some guys that would yeah, like it. Yeah. And I did mean to say guys. Yeah. No ladies would like yeah. that at all. Um, speaking of ladies, got a sexy Mexican maid up in here. Dude, this song... Is great. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they were, like, at a hotel or something, and Anthony Kiedis was like, Hello, Miss Lady. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's called Sexy Mexican Maid. And I... 
I mean, for some reason, I'm under the impression that it's he's talking about his personal maid. Oh. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you like uh, Kiedis's lyrics? Generally or here? Generally. No. No. But they don't, they're not, they don't distract me. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't really, later it does. We've uh, already talked about how he likes to, um, later on in his career, he likes to use states to make things, and cities to make things rhyme. Uh, that'll come up in the next episode. Specifically California. <laughs> California, Indiana, Michigan, New uh, Orleans. I know that's a city, not a state. But, um, but, uh. So he does that, and he another thing he does, and I'll I'll just gloss over it now, but we'll talk about it more when it happens. He likes to end like the last line of a lyric with "and," you know, like Well, you're gonna hear it when we get there. It's a promise. Uh, this song's cool. You like Sexy Mexican Maid? Yeah. Well, after that, the song, the, I think this is where the original Mother's Milk ends is with Johnny Kick a Hole in the Sky, which is a weird song, I think. It's definitely anti-USA. <laughs> You like this song? Yeah. It's different. It's cool. Uh, it's about his Anthony Kiedis's like Native American heritage. Hmm. And so when I say it's like anti United States, it's just a lot. He, they say a lot about like how this country just isn't for them anymore or whatever, hmm. which, you know, I respect. I don't know that Anthony Kiedis was really oppressed, but oh, yeah, I mean, maybe he was, I don't know, but I can definitely understand being of Native American descent and feeling like you're family was mm -hmm. oppressed um so do we i don't think we want to spend too much time on the the extras like the bonus tracks <clears throat> um play that like castle made of sand you like that the the Jimi hendrix cover yeah wanted me to get to no, i just wanted to hear it yeah it's cool i just wanted to hear it dude well when i really i like this 13 minute song we're not gonna listen to it obviously but dude i don't want i don't want this song to have lyrics no i don't either it's 13 minutes yeah. of basically this and it's cool. Are there lyrics in it? No. Oh. No, it's like a 13-minute instrumental. I mean, maybe I didn't make it the whole way through, but I made it like 10 minutes through. No. Song's cool. Um, Should have been on the album. 
so that's that's mother's milk um <clears throat> i think the production is better on this one like it shows they've they've grown up uh yeah this is a you know even though it's two new members and like if you read about it it sounds like there was a lot of like tension not like tension between the band members but like tension because of the like oh. sort of like specter of death mm-hmm. and that was over them but it doesn't I don't think it comes through that way. I think it sounds pretty good. Um, I like it. So like, I mean, we're not, we're going to rank them at the end of all this. I don't know where it fits right now, but it's certainly not the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I like it the best so far, but I do like it. Definitely. It was worth, uh, I already owned blood sugar sex magic, so I didn't have to wonder if I was going to buy it. I've got a mustache hair like creeping into But you would buy it. I totally would. Yeah. Totally would. Um, So I think it's time for cover cut hidden gem. Yep. So the ones you, well, what would you cover first? Dude, higher ground. Dude. um, Has to be. I, yeah. Yeah, it does. That's the one I'd cover too. I was thinking about knock, knock me down. Which one's that? The one with the lady? If you see me getting high. Is that the one with the lady singing? Yeah. Is that a single? Yeah. That's my favorite single. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I think I agree. You got to cover higher ground. Yeah. That would just be so baller. Yeah. Um, Especially if you did it right. Because some people like play it too fast. Some people like, you know, it's like Mary Jane's Last Dance. Like everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes, some people don't swing it. Some people. Yeah. I forgot to do this for you. How at the end of Punk Rock Classic, they play Sweet Child of Mine. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, that's punk rock classic. I wonder if that's end. how like they got some sort of like attention, like in, you know, because they're still like an underground band at this point. And if yeah. it, they did like a Magic Johnson song, you know, Magic Johnson's like this high baller NBA player. Yeah. And he's like, dude, check out these guys like sing a song about me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know how in those days a band's fan base or grew organically, but to, if you, if you read about them, what writers and journalists would have you believe is them taking that picture at Abbey Road, like the Beatles did, Uh-oh. but them just wearing socks on their junk. Yeah. Like, that got them into the public consciousness before they were really aware of their music. What? And then this comes out, like, right after that. Oh, really? The, the, they released the Abbey Road EP between oh. Uplift Mofo Party Plane and this. And then, so, like, the people saw that imagery, and then this came out. And it was like, oh, so this is the band that matches the... You know, yeah. And this has kind of a, like, a... a controversial cover to uh-huh. sort of like they've got like a topless girl but they're covering up her boobs with and at this bodies. time like you got like lps are popular mm-hmm. like finals and you got big picture tits <laughs> yeah there you go there you go did you have do you have that do you have the vinyl or do I you don't oh, okay i probably wouldn't buy it no um yeah if so i saw we- it like the original like yeah right pressing I right would, right right not like brand new but sorry to interrupt dude. no you dude, need so to sorry dude i will never do that again see that you don't um what would you cut oh i don't know tits you can't cut those i'm not gonna there's no song <laughs> called tits i'm not gonna cut the my the magic johnson song you don't have to i'm gonna cut uh punk rock classic Oh yeah, I would too. You know what? Because it, like we already had enough of that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yes, I don't need to hear the Chili yeah. Peppers do another punk, one of those. Like one punk song per album. Yeah, at least Magic Johnson is like funny. Yeah, and it's know? like original. Yep, yep. So that brings us to Hidden Gem. You can't pick Good Time Boys, Higher Ground, Knock Me Down, or Taste the Pain. Dude, nobody's weird like me. Yeah, 100%. I knew you were gonna say that. Well, I I figured you were gonna say that. Yeah. after we went through it mine's uh mine's sexy mexican maid oh. yeah sexy mexican maid but stone cold bush is pretty close dude they played nobody's weird like me when i saw them really yeah that's cool that they play yeah. some deep stuff you know i mean um, it, like really deep it sounds like a good live so- i mean it's like it would do well live because it's like so explosive it does it does sound like that um yeah so um you got anything else Dude, get 
Oh my gosh. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, what? you guys. But five stars only. Subscribe first, then rate five stars. Also, hashtag get wet. Richard Patrick, eat shit. <laughs> Boys going